This is a guy that you could talk to for hours. I'm here with Pablo. I'm so excited to have you come through, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. No, yeah. I, we wanted you. You're, you're literally guest number one. Uh, and we're here downtown Los Angeles. And I thought it would be... I was talking to Beth the other day, and she was like, you got to have Pablo on the show. And I remember when we were in... Where were we? Melrose? Or we yeah, Melrose Bev- Place. Yeah, we Melrose. At Alfred's Coffee. Yeah, I thought that was, and I was like, oh, we got to get this guy back. So <laughs> you just told me you were born in Belgium, came to the state. Albania. Albania, Belgium. But Europe, so close. <laughs> yeah, somewhere, it's somewhere the close. same region. You know? the same it's small enough. You might as well call it one. First, folk. Albania. Not a lot, I don't know anybody from Albania. And then you came here when you were six? Six years old. Well, walk me through. And then where did, how did, where did you, um, how did you get to LA? We moved to, my whole family lived in Tampa Bay. So we moved to Florida at six. And I grew up there most of my life. Wow. And that's where I met. Beth. And hey. I was in sixth grade um, and then lived there most of my life, then transitioned to New York um, where I went to NYU from undergrad. Yeah. And then back to Florida, worked in finance because that was my background for about four years at City. You would so college was finance for finance? Finance, international business. I co-majored. Good grief. Yeah. How, what's the biggest transition that you've kind of found from being in Albania to be in America? What, and have you been back? I have been back. Most of my family from my mom's side is all in Florida and oh, all that's live good. within like a one mile radius. And then from my dad's side, I have an aunt and uncle that live in Europe. Wow. So I have been back to visit family. I've been three times back. Um, but the biggest challenge, I guess, at that young age, the only thing was the language. Yeah. I didn't speak at all English. That's crazy. Do you speak and you use your dual language? Correct. I speak that's, fluently because that's my crazy. family speaks Albanian, uh, speaks Albanian. So that's all I speak with them. So I still... Keep so going. many people think like when you hear someone that like speaks Spanish, like you instantly think like, oh man, like they're not as smart or something. But like, it's really that they know more languages than you do. Yeah. And- it's, it's difficult to maintain it if you don't practice sure. it. So for me, I find um, practicing and calling my family, like I, I always try to speak to them in Albanian, yeah. even though sometimes certain words come on English. It, I try to like keep it as Albanian as possible. And that's why I maintained it because I never went to school there. So I never had proper wow. training. So I, reading and writing is still probably elementary level for right. me. <laughs> I haven't really went to well, school. Well, probably but, for me too. So, but, yeah, <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Like I, as long as I could speak it and it's another language, then yeah, it's, and it's a language all on its own. So it's a very different language. So right. Like who do you know that's from Albania? You know, like you don't, you do run into other Albanian people often? I mean, we have a lot of famous people too. Yeah. Who so, we got? Who uh, we got? We have Bibi Rexa. Okay. We have uh, Dua Lipe. Oh, oh, okay. So you have some Albanian, you have, um, um, what's her name? Rita Ora. Oh, cool. So, all right, all right. And then um, Mother cool. Teresa, which is the most famous most one. Most famous one of them so, all. Yeah, there's several, several. Very cool, man. And then so you wound up finance. You uh, Tell me how you got to LA, because now you're with uh, Ferreo. Correct. I work for a beauty tech company called Ferreo. Okay. Um, so I studied finance, international business, went back to Florida, worked for City for about four years, and then quit because I wanted to go back to New York. So, right. And in that time, I was offered a modeling contract to go to Miami and went there for about three months as my first season. I hated it. <laughs> I went from going from a job where you're working 7 a.m. to like 7 p.m. Right. To then going to a market where it was like my mentality, which was about like, go, go, go. And like, okay, right. this is what I need to do. I need to go see these clients. I need right. to do this. This is my game plan. Right. Having that mentality. And I'll go to my agent. I'm like, hey, okay, so what, what do I do today? He's like, okay, so go work out and tan. And I was like, okay, day one was cool. Day two, what I did today, go work out and tan. And I was like, right, by day seven, I was like, this is not, I can't, what, do I can't this. tan I can't anymore. Do <laughs> I'm changing an ethnicity. Like I can't. Um, 
What do you but, think that is about Miami and New York? The, the different hustle? Because I found the same thing. Like everyone in Miami and South Florida, there's a different level of hustle than when you go and you work in New York City. New York City is different from anything else because people say the same thing about LA. They're like, oh, it's so chill. It's so laid back. And I don't think it's chill no, or laid back at all. Either. I just think it's more internally. Yeah, like yeah. people have so many things going on and they're so eager to do a lot of things, but they keep it internal. Right, right. Whereas in New York, they're always on the go and it's very externally driven. Right. And the energy in New York is completely different. So I think that's the, one of the things that you can never replace or replicate is that energy that you get once you land there. What's wrong with South Florida? Why is it? I don't like Miami. So I'm probably the only one. I don't like it for vacation. I like Neither one did. day, two days, I'm good. Like, I yeah, don't. We came down. Um, by, Miami, by Miami, so I don't get everyone confused. I mean, South Beach, because nothing else I've it, experienced. Right, right. I don't Everyone's like, Miami's so big. I've only gone into South, South Beach. Beach. And then left <laughs> South Beach. <laughs> but yeah, I, we started the studio in DC. Mm-hmm. And then we came down to um, South Florida, and I instantly thought, Let's put this sucker on South Beach and let's get it going. And then I was just down there for a few days and I was like, no, this isn't it. And then we went to Fort Lauderdale and I was like, this is a little bit better. Yeah, I can understand life here. vacationing there, I think. Right, right, or, right. Or their mindset. They've lived a permanent vacation. Right. It's interesting. So it's, it's How did, and then what? And then a lot of people, too, even that I know and are on the show, have gone from Miami to L.A. Where, was that like a weather thing? What 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 draw? What drew you to L.A. finally? Was it modeling? Was it Modeling, actually. So I went... I started in Miami, as I was saying before, and three months, it was super, actually what, (laughs) of course, I get the shingles my first, it's like an adult disease too, like you don't even get that unless you're like 60 years old, but of course I get this adult version of chicken (laughs) box that you can never get on my first modeling season. And my book was like, mm, you're just, and that's like, out. You you're out. Of course. Like, you're out. And it was, on my, thank God it didn't come on my face or anything like oh that, but God. it was just like on my back a little bit. And then I went home and then my agent who was in Tampa at the time, um, Kira, she set me, she placed me in Milan. So I went to Milan for two seasons and I was there with major. So that was really, really cool. And that wow. started, that was completely different. That wow. was when I started working and it was a whole new eye view, so to speak, or, or peak of what modeling would be for me and what's then I the, came back what's the hardest thing about being a model like or you know at that place being before. a guy because it's like clearly not a guy's what do you mean um, what do you mean industry. there's less jobs for men there are less pay like the rate is super super low for guys even though there's less jobs uh, it's just not a market so, so for, this is like the reverse this is like the, the reverse for sure. mark, this is like the reverse filmmaking exactly. so for sure. men get paid less or uh, like 70% less it's like on a different we need to scale. start a fucking movement <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What what is the reason? What I don't know. I don't. I honestly, I don't know what it. I mean, clearly, there's so many more jobs for women, and and of course, I think it takes. They work harder for it. Like they yeah. have to be six hours in hair and makeup, yeah. and, and like yeah. they they do work for it. So I don't say. I thought well, I just it's just interesting that you can do the same exact campaign. It'll be completely different. Yeah, I saw myself in the shower the other day, and I was like, "This is not good." So, so, so <laughs> maybe dream. Yeah, so maybe, but maybe that's what no one wants to see. No one wants to see a male body. No one wants to see a male. Maybe no one. Maybe no one want to see it. They do. They just don't want to. They're not going to pay for it. Yeah, it's interesting. That's inter- I, I haven't. I haven't actually. But I haven't actually seen any industry where a man gets paid less. Modeling. Maybe it's what, maybe it's what maybe it's what we fucking deserve, yeah, right? <laughs> like, totally. I don't know. It's like a boot camp. Like, it, modeling first. Absolutely. They appreciate what yeah. women go through, but you see that in film and modeling, they're in hair and makeup for hours. And they yeah for sure. And they and they have to go through a lot. And the casting call process 
is is brutal. Like what people yeah. go through, what they talk, how they talk about you right in front of your face yeah. and, and what you go through. And I've seen, like, I've heard crazy things. Like I remember we were in a casting, they'll line you up and in, in other countries too, they don't even speak your language. So sometimes it's not as bad, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I remember this was a guy casting. They lined everybody up and then one came out, I was like, yeah, you have childbearing hips. What? Not to me, thankfully, but right. someone else. And I was just like. That's horrible. It is. That's but a, I've heard it all too. Like, you, oh, your nose is not right. Your eyes are too close. Your hair is not full enough. You, uh, you're getting too old. You're too young. You're too. You hear everything. What do you think that does? Like, how did you overcome that? How, how did that? What did that do to your psyche? Like, if someone's just it talking about your. It bothered me a lot from the beginning. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. And I lost a lot of weight. So when I was going to NYU, I actually lost 80 pounds. So Good my grief. body what? was not something that I was like, oh, let me go take a. You know, even to this day, I, f- I have my own insecurities about taking a picture with a shirt off and all that sure. stuff. But being put in that spotlight where it's like you see people who have like perfection bodies and right. they can still find a problem with it. Yeah. Um, for me was actually one booker here who said something about my eyes. And I just looked and I was like, let, I let her talk. And yeah. I finished. I was like, bitch, you're stupid. <laughs> I was like, because you can tell me anything else about right. my eyes. It was like, that's the one thing that I get compliments all the time on. So I think it was that that was like, okay, somebody's going to find something even though. Right. And, and, and it kind of triggered that. And, and, and I kind of replay that in my head. Yeah. Like if they can find that problem, then they're going to find. But that's like some shit you can't change. Like you're born with these eyes. It's not like you can do eye workouts. Like, but she's like, yeah. I just don't like it. They're too close. It's like, I was just like, Okay. That's off. That's it's a, it's a, But it's also don't forget like a lot of those um situations too there you you get people who are super supportive. And it's, right. it's in that industry my biggest thing is it's a partnership. Yeah. So whenever you're finding a team you're working with, you just want to be I don't care to be with a, a a manager or an agent or a company that just has you on the roster or just yeah. keeps you there. It has to be a partnership that you want to be able to yeah. support each other, right? Speak the same language, be in a, say, like I make money if you make money. Right. We create stuff together. And you have to find the right people and you don't have to, to say to bring somebody down in order not to work with them yeah. or you know, elevate or or, or or actually bring them high and, and be like, oh, you're so amazing. You're just not right for us. And just be honest. Right. Be respectful and then move on. I find that, process. Yeah, I find like, and even in our industry, the shooting talent, I mean, you f- I find so much low self-esteem. Like when you see these drop-dead beautiful uh, men and women. I mean, the social media it's nowadays up, has made that. It's even, rough. It's hard. Well, uh, what do you feel like, uh, what what role do you think social media has to play in the age, in, in the role of like, you know, actors and models in the, these this day and age as far as self-esteem goes? It, it plays both. I feel yeah. like it just, it it messes with people a lot. Yeah, and man. I, it messes with me. Like, you know, it's fake. You know that it's just a 10 seconds or not. It's like a second of your day. And sometimes I catch myself, like I would have the worst day ever, but I'll make a beautiful picture right. that I would force myself to take right. just to be happy for that one second and then post it. And then it's like, everyone thinks you live this amazing life. Right. And, and it's great because it can be motivational to be aspiring. But also my biggest thing is I read something that was when somebody goes to your page, how do they feel when they leave your page? Whatever page that is, whether sure. it's a business page website. or it's a website, yeah. do they feel better or do they feel worse about themselves? Right. If they feel worse about themselves, then you're not doing, you're not doing your job, job for a community. For, that's like, a, good, get, that's yeah. a good point. It's like, do they feel better? Like you can be living this glamorous lifestyle and you can, you know, but it's a way of how you sell it. Yeah. How do you pitch it? How do right. you share this message? How do you message? share that story? Because everyone yeah. can see through that. Correct. And then I think too, like nowadays, like people that are, um, living on social media, it's it's tough too because I, I like you you post something on social media and you get a lot of likes, 
you feel better. Yeah, you feel it's good. That and, dopamine. And that's, it's like and that that's, instant it's dopamine. It's a horrible feeling where it you're just is. like, this thing that isn't real makes me feel better. And it's so short-lived. And like that the is, more you it's do a drug. it, it's the a, more you do it, the shorter that that level of dopamine is, the more you have to do it. Right. Like for, the, you know, you would do it before, like a couple of years ago, I would post a great picture and people would like it. That happiness could last longer. Right. Now it's like a second. It's, it's like, okay, it's like, I saw a better picture from somebody right, else. Right, right. So I'm like, right, great, yeah. my right. high is now low. That's interesting. So, so it, you, the more you, the more you're on it, the more exposure you have, the more you need to do it to right. keep up with it. And then, so then you wanted to kind of branch out from that. You were like, you, especially when you're talking to, to us, you were kind of like, yo, I'm going to get into some business, start doing stuff with Ferreira. So you to mix it up. I mean, I why not like- just stay in modeling acting for the rest of your life? Or why, why kind of do, you have kind of a diverse kind of portfolio of what you're trying to get into. I think people have multiple potentials in life. Yeah. And I feel Same. that nowadays we have so much to offer and yet we have so much around us. So technology has changed. Everything has changed. So we have to adapt to it. And I feel like people can do more than one thing. Um, and why not do it? Why not pursue it? Right. If it's something you want to do. Um, I was talking about this with, with a friend of mine recently and I said, you know, like normally people could be very content with having one job and having it for a long time Right. back in the day. And nowadays people just are, have seven jobs and, and still are not content or, you know, want more and want more. And it's because we, we're exposed to it. Sometimes when you, yeah. you get exposure to certain things, it's like, there's that fine line between knowledge is power, but ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And finding that balance to where it works for you. Yeah. You're not overexhausted, but then you do something for it. And, and then too, it's like what you're, you're best at. Like, what do you feel like you're best at? Like, what's your best, what's the best Pavlo? Like when you're doing X, Y, Z, you feel like you're at your best. What is that? Sleep. <laughs> I don't know. Cause it's so hard. But it, 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 you can have one, one week. I can feel like I'm so good at doing this. Yeah. I'm so, but you know what I'm really good at? I'm really good at promoting other people, other brands. That's like interesting. I, and it's because it comes from the heart. I right. Like that's the one thing. Obviously, we all have insecurities. And I was, uh, I always say this to myself, like, why is it so hard for me to promote my own work or promote my own pictures or promote yeah. my own, any vision, whatever it is, as good as I can do a friend somebody of mine, else's. Somebody else's. And I feel it's because, not that I don't believe in myself, I do, but it's it's more of a, you, you know your insecurities too. So you know all the, the stuff that affects you the most. Right. right. With somebody else. And especially you only somebody, see the you only see the positive. Especially you only see the people you care about, right? You know? Absolutely, right. You see the positive, and you even if you see the negatives, you want to highlight the positives, and you want to be able to push them forward and see. Because for me, that's a big thing. I feel like I've always said this that having a support system and having people believe in you is one of the biggest powers. Well, you can have. I think it's interesting because we, as like a humanity, like we are, like I've got two kids. And, and you know, plenty of people, kids, and you, we both have been kids, obviously. When you're younger, you get fucking complimented on everything. Good job. You put that there. We, you, you Good poop and good this and yeah, good job, it. good boy. You get, that's, I mean, that's my whole life with my mm-hmm. son right now is you did a good job, be a good boy on absolutely everything. And that fades. Mm-hmm. And at some, your, your whole first few years on the planet is all these compliments. And then that kind of fades. And then it kind of gives people to say like, oh, no, I don't know about this guy. I don't like this guy. Then it's like negativity. Right. And then it kind of just ends. So, yeah, having a support system of people to come back and say, no, good job. You're doing an awesome job. Your photos look incredible. That is like, I know it's part of like how we were brought into this world. But, but not just unnecessarily compliments. People that really care about you. I saw this one quote that was kind of, that said, um, stop being caught up with trying to uh, make people love you 
and find those people that love you. Right. Which is like so a different duality. It's kind of like social media and what's happening in this world right now. It's kind of like we want to make sure we expose our best self. But there's a bunch of people that we have in our corner already right. that, that are no, rooting that are rooting for us. Always. And, and those are the people to focus on. And, and it's very true. And, I, and I'm a solid believer because I know for me, coming from my background, where I came from, coming not speaking the language, I, my family has always said to me, I can do whatever I want to do. Right. And maybe not said it, but their actions. Right, it's right. It's not even about saying it nowadays. It's like your actions. I was never... And I have friends who have just as loving family as I do, but they're more risk averse. So they'll right. be like, oh, you know, maybe you shouldn't go away for college or maybe you should stay closer to sure. home. And my parents never did that. They were like, go, do this, pursue this, get right. this. Right, go and, for it, go for and it. And I know what difference it makes in, in the way that I go for it. Then. Right. It's like, it's a complete psychological thing. Right, then if and you were so, just being broken down correct. and kind of like, I don't know. And it's not on purpose. It's not that they don't love me or they of do. Course, it's of just, course, It's just the way that people are built. And I feel like, I show care like that. That's right. how I, with all my friends, with anybody in my life that I have, and that's, I think, one of my biggest qualities that I like to, to you know, highlight is that I like to be supportive in that case. And I want to be able to help people and and show them that, you know, that they can do whatever right. they want to do. What's been the toughest thing for you? You came from Albania, um, obviously a very young age, New York, LA, modeling, doing some business stuff, and then keeping your own career, uh, your modeling career going on the side as well as you're dabbling in other stuff too. What's been the, one of the most difficult things for you? Actually, acting. Hmm. Acting was the more, and it wasn't the fa- fact about acting, but it was the part about being vulnerable. Right. And I feel that right. was a huge, huge barrier. And right. it was one of the reasons why I fell in love with it, um, why I wanted to pursue acting and what it did for me. And it was the, the part about letting the emotions hit you. We faced many different um, things throughout our lifehood. And, and I had a lot of sacrifices um, that my family took. And then I had a lot of tragedies too. Like when I was very young, my brother passed away. He was mm. murdered. And it was the rough, the same time my that God. we met. Um, and that's how my mom and, and um, Val's mom became really close mm. friends at the time mm. we were talking. Is my childhood didn't change. My parents, I didn't miss a birthday. I didn't miss Christmas. I didn't sure. miss anything. Sure. But they grieve. To this day, they go to the, the cemetery every day. Right, yeah. yeah but yeah. my lifehood didn't change. And when I came here, there were certain barriers that I had built based on circumstances that I lived that I didn't even know. And having to be in acting, being in the scene and taking a script and reading it, if you don't let those words or be open to your scene, right. to let them your fe- response is right. not going to be authentic. So exactly. you are acting, so to speak. You're not really being... Right. In the moment of it. Right. And that's the basics of it, obviously. But sure. just having to peel away those walls and like break down that system of always being guarded to the point where now it's like, I can be emotional about everything. Right. And I'm like, why are you so stupid? Why are you crying? For what's the point? Like, You've you opened know, yourself but, up. But you and, open yourself right. up and then it's it's very therapeutic and it's very, and you get to learn a lot about yourself too. Right. Because you know, where to tap into. You know where to tap into, but you become compassionate. You understand mm. other people's journeys. not all about you. It's not all about your struggles. It's not all about what you're going through. You have to be able to be open and be receptive. I feel like that's the exact opposite of where this country is right now. We're like the least open we've ever been. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think obviously, I think Trump kind of brought that out in a lot of people um, inadvertently. And I think, um, and I feel like we're at the place where we've been the most kind of separated or divided than we can ever have been. And what do you think is what do you think really can change that? Obviously, we, everyone can get in there and vote, but what do you think yeah. psychologically can really get in there? Media has a lot to do with it. What do you I mean? Feel like what stories they cover and how they pitch certain angles. Media right. drives a lot of. You see it in entertainment; it's been going on forever. And if right. you're not in it, 
I don't know. With, with politics, it probably works the same way because I'm not in the politics right, right, world, right. so I don't know. But I'm in the entertainment world. And right. when I wasn't in it, I would read certain things and I would believe everything. Right. Or I will believe the same. But now being in it, I can see how it could completely be twisted. Right. The people involved could be in it with the media. Right. So it's just how you, there's no true facts. Right. It's like all about a hype, all about how certain things are. And people take things too personal. Right. Also as well. It's like, yeah. oh, you voted for Trump or you voted for this or you voted for Hillary. And it's like people don't, I'm not going to, whatever I voted for is not because I want to see you struggle. Exactly. I voted because I think this is how it's going to better my life and right. the people that are involved from in my, my life. View, from, from my, my view. From my view. Right, I right. don't do it because I want to hurt other people. Exactly. And people take it so extreme. And now it's all about protest, right? And it's not even real protest. It's rioting. It's like destroying certain things. Destroying. Right. And I feel like that's a different mindset. And they need to change that right. and make it more. And that's been a big shift. And I'm all about protesting. I'm all about standing up for what you believe in. Sure. But do it in a way where you're benefiting that group or right. that message or something, not just to stand there and destroy cars or block traffic or do something that's just going to disrupt right. the day-to-day process. Make it to where it is informative and you're raising money, you're raising awareness, whatever it is, but right. make sure that the cause, don't forget the, the what what you're standing up for. Right. I feel like people then just want a reason and then they're just like, duh, 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 my rights are being taken, my rights are being it's taken. It's trendy. And it's, it's like, trendy right. and then they post about it right. and then I was like, oh, I'm going to go viral. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, great. <laughs> but you're actually not doing anything actually. You're not doing anything. Yeah. And, it, and you may believe in it. I'm, I don't want to take away from those people because it takes a lot of strength to stand up for what you believe in. Absolutely. Especially nowadays because you can be targeted for everything. Everything it's, you believe in, you can be targeted. So people rather not stand up for what they believe. So you, what do you think that is on Twitter now if you say something and people just come after you now? And so, so most people are saying like, because well, I don't do want to say like anything. How many people... I think it just negativity gets more responses it than does. positivity. It does. And it sucks. It's ne- like you you know, like you post a picture or you post anything, you're going to read that one negative person and you might respond to that one, but like F you or this. Right, or why right, 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 right. And that's what they, that's they the got. One, and they got it. And they that's got what it. they wanted. That's what they wanted. Otherwise, if they would have said great picture, they would have been just another Another comment. comment. And that's like, so it goes back into our, psycholo- our psyche of how we view ourselves and how we view the world and and kind of what we want it's from it. It's, it's so it's a mind game, man. It's interesting. And it's so it's so fake and false. And that's why we want to have these real conversations with people to say, like, this is what and a lot of people feel this way. Um, but I feel like it's gonna take a lot of like, how do we get to that point where people change? It's like those our one-on-one interactions with people with each other. Yeah. How how good are we to each other is what can change the and mindset. How real. Like I try to now and you know, I I was hard on myself being like, Oh, is there certain things that I, I would say or I would be open to and maybe you know, be more emotional right. about it. And people are like, oh, why are you being so emotional? I even said to myself, like, why are you being emotional with these people? I'm like, you know what? I don't really care. This is me. Right. Like, this is how I care. This is how I love. This right. is how I do things, right. right? And if that's a problem for you, then that's, that's on a, you. That's a problem for you. That's on you. Right, and right. I feel bad for you that you have to always be in a wall. Right. Like, you know, you can't be open. You can't be who you really are or right. who you truly are. All right, so Pablo, now we're going to enter a round called Rapid Fire. I'm like sweating now. <laughs> like legit. Is... Where we ask you a bunch of questions. Right. You have to answer them very quickly. Rapid Fire. But honestly? Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Okay, just honestly and quickly. Honestly and quickly. All right. I'm hoping, sure. that, I'm hoping that the quickly will make you be honest. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. I'm going to start with some easy ones. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mac or PC? Oh, Mac. Excellent choice. Yeah, for Good sure. Job. Good job. Good job. So far, you did, you're I doing win. great. Uh, LA or New York? Both. Nope. 
LA in the summer, New York in the winter. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, except, uh, LA. 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 It's the way, but you I'm have, here, but, so I can't, like, otherwise I'll be there. So but LA. you got a big love for New York. I do, very much so. Yeah, but and you shot your last... Since I'm here, I'm... You're going LA. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, city or beach? City. Excellent. Train or bus? No. <laughs> what? Train or bus? Flight. <laughs> okay, speaking of flights, aisle seat or window seat? Um, Aisle. Okay, good choice. I'm an aisle guy too. Alcohol, your favorite alcohol of choice? Vodka. Excellent. So you're doing very good at this. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, you are stranded in a Middle Eastern country and there's a gun to your head and you have to choose to let go of your passport or your cell phone. Which one are you letting go? Mm, cell phone. Okay, very cool. Uh, favorite junk food? Pizza. S uh, song on your iPhone right now that you'd be embarrassed if it played right now? I don't know. You're like none. I have, I have every, You're no, like none. <laughs> I don't think I would be embarrassed because I have, I have everything from Britney to whatever yeah. you want to know. I have it. Mine is uh, Britney Spears Toxic. I've got that on my phone right now. You got it on your phone? Yeah. I have it, all of her. It's stuff. in a playlist. Yeah. All right. Exactly. See, see, we've bonded. We've bonded. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, and who, who's your Democratic pick for president? I don't or, know. I don't you, got, you got Pete. Well, I don't know if you've seen Pete. You got uh, Corey. There's 25 people running. There's a, it's, a, it's a crap ton of people. The best candidate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Well, guys, it's been awesome hanging out with Pablo. Please check us out. We're on Creative Radio, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for having me. Thank you, bud.